Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hello there, my lovely listeners, and welcome to episode 28 of The Social Circus. Now this week I'm doing a solo episode where I won't be having a special guest come in, but I want to take this opportunity to talk to you about what I consider to be a super important marketing activity. Now I know that many of you have heard that list building and having an email list is really, really important for your business. And there are so many reasons for this, but today I wanted to talk to you about what um, you should do in terms of having a lead magnet for your business. So first of all, let's start with talking about um, an email list and email marketing and why you should be doing that. Now we've seen over the past few years, so many crazy things happen on social media. And as someone who has niched themselves as a kind of social media um, coach, I guess you could call me. Um, I know that many people think that I'm a social media fanatic. And the interesting thing about my business is that if I was asked to give up everything but two assets in my business, I can tell you right now without giving it any thought what those two assets would be. The first one would be my website and the second one would be my email list. And the reasons for that are really, really simple. Those two assets are the single most important things that I own in my business. And what I mean by I own is that I get to control them. I have um, autonomy over them and that I'm not renting that space from someone else. So when it comes to social media, I have spent a huge amount of time and effort and money growing my following across the different social media platforms. So um, if you follow me, you'll know that I have um, a good following on Instagram, a good following on Facebook. I have a fantastic Facebook group. I have a good following on YouTube and I use Google business really regularly. I'm not a great user of LinkedIn, just being honest. However, I still use it. But despite the success of all of those platforms, I do not own anything about what I do on those platforms. So if you haven't understood that or got your head around that before, let me explain it to you. Um, And I'll use Facebook as a prime example because they are the ones that really dictate this and it is um, all of the other social medias follow suit. So my Facebook page, Online Social Butterfly, has got like, let's say, five and a half thousand fans. um, And I have had that for years and years and years. So it has so much content on it. I cannot change the parameters of that. So when Facebook change the way in which they present your content, the way in which they present your page, they get to dictate the rules and I have to follow suit. Further, if I wanted to download all of my fans and get all of their email addresses, I can't. It's that simple. (laughs) I do not have access to that. And if you Google it, there are literally hundreds of thousands of answers as to um, the fact that you cannot do that. And even further, I can't even see all of who my fans are. I can only see the most recent 300 people that have liked or followed my page. So I don't have access to any of that data or any of that information. And the reason that I share this with you is because many of us mistakenly believe that these are business assets. And whilst they are important and whilst we get to use them in our business, we do not own them. We are renting that space from the owners such as Meta, which is the parent company of Facebook. So I want you to ask yourself really seriously, if you were to lose all of your social media tomorrow, what would your business do and how would you operate? And I always come back and say to people, 
If you don't have a website, this is something that you really need to ask yourself, why not? I do understand, particularly if you're a startup, that having a website is a cost. Um, but at the very least, you can actually set up a website through Canva for free and you can redirect it to your domain. So if you went to onlinesocialbutterfly.com.au, I could have had a Canva website built and sitting there for my audience to see. So there isn't really an excuse for having no website anymore. And the website is yours. You own it, you own your domain, you get to control the content that goes on it. It is such an important asset for you and your business. So when things constantly change in social media, know that your website is a constant that is always there for you. Okay. It's a it's like a reliable partner. And in my business, um, I am lucky enough to be married to a web designer. So I have my hubby grant on hand to make changes as I like. And I do appreciate how fortunate that makes me, but I do know that I use my website a lot. I do know that I'm very conscious of making sure the content on it is up to date and that when people visit my website, I feel really proud of what it is that they get to see. And I want you to ask yourself the same question because often we spend so much time in our social media, we neglect our website and people go to it and the information's out of date, it's not accurate and it's not helpful and often we're quite embarrassed by it. So please consider that. Now, when it comes to email marketing, um, I want to be very honest and transparent about this because I have been in business for many, many years, which would make you think that I have been list building the whole time I have been in business. And I'm really ashamed to say that I have not. Okay. Um, in my early days, I did some list building. I was using some software. And then when I stopped using that, I didn't download my list and I had to start from scratch. And so um, in 2020, in February, 2020 was when I launched my first digital course. And in the six months prior to that, I had done list building so that I actually had someone to market to. And so it took me six months to build my list to 750, which felt like a lot of work. And it felt like it was really slow and really frustrating. And it was like, my goodness, is this ever going to be where I want it to be? And I want you to hear this because so often we hear some of the big names in digital marketing talking about their lists, talking about the size of their list. And it feels really daunting and you kind of wonder, will I ever get there? And I want you to stop and think about this. Every single one of them and myself included at some point had one person on our list. And then we had 10 and then we had 50 and then we had 100. And ultimately over time, our list keeps building and building. And this is usually through consistent effort, okay? So when you go to these big names, their website, they always offer um, an opportunity for you to sign up to their list. So know that wherever you are right now, it's okay. Don't be ashamed of it. Just know that you need to be putting more effort into your list building activities so that you can be consistently growing your list. And I often think we don't talk about that enough. We often feel really embarrassed about where we're at and think I should have done better. And I want to let you know that as someone who is a digital marketing expert, I have not given list building enough time and attention until I started um, my journey in digital courses. And that's when I really realized that my really well-established network here in Perth was not going to cut it because um, a lot of what you do in terms of selling online relies on numbers. Okay. It is a numbers game. If you have, you know, a thousand people following you, 10 of them might visit your website. And of those, one of them might purchase from you. It's all about numbers. And so this is where having a large list becomes really, really key. 
Now, the good news is, <laughs> um, fast forward a couple of years. So, um, you know, February 2020 was when I launched my first course. Um, and my list now is um, rapidly approaching 20,000, which feels super exciting and it makes me really, really happy. But I want to talk about how I have done that. Um, and I, today I'm going to simply talk about um, the importance of having a really great lead magnet in your business. Okay. And this is really, really key because lead magnets are what will attract people to sign up to our list. So if you haven't heard of a lead magnet before, there are a couple of other terms that people use for them. Sometimes people call them a freebie. Sometimes they call them an opt-in. Um, you know, it doesn't really matter what we call it. I'd like you to start calling it a lead magnet because that's what it is. And the purpose of a lead magnet is really, really simple. I will give you my email address if you give me something for free. Okay. So that's what we're doing. It's an exchange between you and your potential audience or your lead as the case may be. So whatever you decide to give in that transaction, um, I want you to understand that it must have a value to your audience. Okay. So there are, and if you Google this, there are thousands of different ideas on what a lead magnet can be. It can be an ebook. It can be a checklist. It can be like a video tutorial. It can be like a little snippet out of one of your courses. It can be something as simple as a discount coupon or a discount voucher that you give for someone to buy something off your website. So there are literally thousands of ideas on what your lead magnet can be. Okay, so don't get stuck up in that. What I want you to really focus in on is if you want to sell something in your business. So I want you to focus on a particular product or a particular service. And I want you to think about your audience and think about that product or service and ask yourself some questions. What would my audience like to know before they purchase that from me? Okay. And I want you to think about what does that journey look like for your customer? So it is really, really easy to create lead magnets because you get asked a question all the time. You think, oh, people definitely need to know this. But it doesn't make any sense to have a lead magnet if it doesn't lead people into your business. And I want to share with you a couple of clangers that I have in my business. So um, most of you will know that I teach Facebook ads and I have multiple courses on Facebook ads. So it would be logical that I should have some great lead magnets on Facebook ads, which I absolutely do. But I also have an utter doozy. I get asked all the time about working with advertising agencies and digital advertising agencies. And um, because my background is in advertising and I've worked in agencies and I work closely with some really great agencies here in Perth, I have lots of experience and I have a really good understanding of what that looks like. So I put together a lead magnet, which was like a really simple PDF that says, before you outsource your ads, here's what you should know. It's got like a checklist. And then it's got a bunch of information on when you're working with an agency or, or pitching with an agency, here's what you should ask. And here's the information you should look for. Also talks about results and costs. So it is a brilliant resource. Okay. Really, really good. And people loved it. There's a massive problem with it though. All of the people that want to outsource their ads do not want to learn how to run their own ads from me. So what I'm essentially doing is giving people the tools to go and use another resource and not to buy any of my courses. 
So it is a rubbish lead magnet. Um, from my audience perspective, um, I can acknowledge that maybe I'm giving them value and sharing my knowledge, but it doesn't lead them into my business. So um, it's okay to create a lead magnet if you want to give value back to your audience, but you have to ask yourself really honestly, where does this send people in my business? All right. So um, know that even with all my marketing knowledge, I can still fluff things up and I want you to feel reassured by that. So with your lead magnet, thinking about your product or service, what, did, what do people need to know before they buy from you? What is the logical first step? So if you have like a digital course, for example, and you know what module one contains and module one's usually a getting started, quite often there's actually a first step before they even hit that module one. And I want you to think about what that first step is. Now, this can be hard because we innately become experts in our field and we often forget what it's like to be a beginner. So I have a course that teaches people how to do Facebook organic marketing. And I have lots of lead magnets that lead into that because I can't like, I could not cover everything in that course. And so I have some really nice lead magnets on things like how to optimize your personal profile, um, how to ensure your Facebook page is set up correctly and how to do things like competitions on Facebook. All of those could be content in my course. Uh, I didn't want my course to overwhelm people. So they are actually really great lead magnets. And some of them are tutorials and some of them are checklist PDFs. So the format of them doesn't matter so much. What matters is that your audience perceives it as being really valuable. Now, I will let you know this with your lead magnets, you won't necessarily get it right the first time. And um, I probably created about six lead magnets before I found two or three that I use really consistently in my business that I know get people very excited to sign up. So when you create a lead magnet, be really open minded that this is part of your marketing strategy and that you need to consider how you're going to test it. OK, so don't be too hard on yourself if you're like, oh, well, people were not clambering to sign up for that. And you want to ask yourself, maybe I didn't hit the mark. And remember, this is not a terminal mistake. This is a learning lesson where you're going to go, OK, we gave that a red hot go. People didn't love it. I'm going to try something else. OK, so have your have your mind open to testing. And um, I talk about testing a lot because I'm obsessed with it, because marketing is all about testing. And, um, you know, approach it with the view that this is what I'm going to put out there. I'm going to see how my audience responds. And if they don't love it, I'm going to try something else. I'm not going to give up. And that's what's most important when it comes to your list building activities. Now, I've heard lots of people say that with your lead magnet, how you deliver it, i.e. the quality of your lead magnet is not important because you've got someone on your list. And I'm actually going to call that out and say, I don't agree with that. Because remember, this is someone's first impression of you and your business. So I've downloaded lead magnets where it's this really rubbish looking Excel spreadsheet that has got no branding in it, no kind of customizations, very few things like formulas. And I kind of got it and went, whoa, that was really oversold in the ad that I saw. So remember that someone's impression is riding on that lead magnet of you. So are you putting your best foot forward? So with your lead magnet, what you want to do, if you're creating a PDF, um, you can do that in Word or you can do it in Canva. The choice is yours. But make sure it is really well branded. Make sure you give an introduction to say like, hi, I'm Sarah. I'm the owner of Online Social Butterfly. Here's a bit about me. So people can read more about you and make sure you put in there a link for them to connect with you further, whether that's your Facebook group, come and visit your website, come and do a discovery call. But you really want to use that opportunity where you have a captive audience to really demonstrate your expertise, 
beyond the content that you're delivering in the lead magnet. So don't kind of just go, oh, the content doesn't matter. It's all about the list building. Um, it really does matter because it's my impression of you and your business. So keep that in mind. Now, when it comes to list building, um, there is a slow way and there is a fast way. <laughs> um, the slow way is to do it organically and the fast way is to use Facebook ads, okay? I use both in my business every single day. So if you follow me on social media, you will notice that several times a week, I will post about different lead magnets that I have in my business. I also run ads in my business every single day for my lead magnets. So combined, they're a really powerful strategy. Now, when we create lead magnets, you do not put it in front of your audience once and go, oh, no one signed up. You put it in front of your audience multiple times. You put it in front of them consistently week after week after week. All right. So this is often what we do is we put it out there once we do one post and we wonder why it didn't get any traction. I want you to really be diligent about constantly posting on your socials about your lead magnets because it's not only great in terms of list building, it's great for your audience because they are seeing that you give things away for free, which really elevates you in terms of that no like and trust factor. So I want you to consider that. Now with your lead magnet, the other thing I want you to consider is where else are you promoting it? So on your website is one of the single most important places that you can put your lead magnet. And again, if you visit my website, I've got them dotted all over the place. So on your website, it is key that you have a pop-up on your website. If you don't like pop-ups, I want to tell you that bad luck, they work. Okay. Um, I personally don't like pop-ups. I find them quite intrusive, but I know that they work for my audience and I know that they get more signups than a static signup box on my website. So don't be afraid of having pop-ups on your website and also consider having it built into your content. So like on the homepage of my website, I have a banner that's got one of my lead magnets that I'm promoting at the moment. Further down, I also have more lead magnets, which shows I have lots of free resources that you can access. So do not underestimate how important it is to put them on your website, because remember, you get so much traffic to your website and realistically, probably less than 5% of that is converting on your website to either, you know, send a contact, book a discovery call or buy from you. All right. So the rest of that traffic comes and goes and you never get to know who they are. So to me, if you add list building onto your website with a lead magnet, it's going to really improve how your website performs and functions. You can also put it in other places. So when you send emails, if you have an email signature, you can put, why not grab my free report? Why not grab this? And you can put a little link in your email signature as well. What I want you to do is be putting it out there all the time. And I want you to track how it is performing. And if you're using any kind of email marketing software, anything from the free tools like MailerLite all the way through to the really high end paid products, they all allow you to see how your lead magnet is performing. If you've built a landing page as a sign up in your um, email marketing software, it tells you how many people convert when they come there. So I want you to consider this to be a marketing activity that you test and track. Okay. So it's not something that you do and you're like, oh, I've ticked that box. Great. That was a waste of time. It is something that you do all the time. And I consider this to be such an important activity. I spend a lot of time looking at how mine are performing, how I can improve them and how I can get more conversions off my list, um, like my lead magnet landing page. So I hope that that has given you some great ideas in terms of creating lead magnets for your business that lead people in to buy from you. 
Um, I hope that you feel like, yes, you can put it everywhere and not to feel embarrassed by that, okay? Remember, we are in business to make money and having a list is a surefire way in which you can do that. So I'm really excited to hear how you get on. I hope that you have found today's um, podcast episode Actually, I hope you find it inspiring enough to take some action and to go and create a lead magnet and put it out to your audience and do that regularly. Okay. Um, if you found that there's been lots of information in today, I wanted to share with you that today's episode is sponsored by my course, List Builders Lounge. Now, the doors are open to List Builders Lounge for the next week, and I'm going to be running a live round of this um, starting in mid October. I would love you to come and be part of this. So if you go to my website under courses, you'll find List Builders Lounge there. All of the information is available in terms of how you can buy the course, when the live round starts, how you can work with me one-on-one -on -one through the VIP packages. I would love you to join me for this course. It will teach you how to create a really professional lead magnet. It will teach you how to create a landing page that converts for your lead magnet. And we will then dive into using Facebook ads, which I know is the fast track to build your list. As I said, I built my list in under two years from like zero to 20,000, um, which I think is really a direct result of my Facebook ads. And what I want to focus in on is that even if you have a tiny budget, you can use Facebook ads really, really effectively when you understand some of the marketing tools that we will leverage. I'd love to see you inside List Builders Lounge. Um, so go and check it out on my website. It'll be, the link will be in the show notes as well. And remember, um, even if you decide not to join me, please make a commitment to yourself and your business that you're going to investigate a lead magnet and you're going to create one and put it out consistently to your audience. So thank you for tuning in again, in again to today's episode. I hope it's been useful and I look forward to catching you the same time next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.